Following the financial crisis of 2007 to 2008, many veteran traders were faced with a totally different financial landscape in which to operate. The new normal, a term first coined by PIMCO trader Mohammed El Arian, became the finance community's go-to phrase for a world order which bore more similarities with the post-Depression era than anything investors had previously experienced. This new normal, characterized by persistently sluggish growth, high unemployment, and political wrangling over debt ceilings and budget deficits, is now five years on and shows no sign of abating. But it is not only political parties that stand to lose from the new period of economic stagnation. Financial markets, as a result of huge injections of artificial liquidity from central banks, now reside atop a mountain of debt and are precariously placed should we see any reduction in liquidity or future drop in growth. Indeed, it could be argued that the super-loose monetary policy used in response to the biggest recession since the 1930s has actually heightened risk, and the resulting artificial rally in global stock markets has created a world in which markets are now scarily dependent on the money flows from central banks. Much like a heroin addict becomes dependent upon the drug, the financial markets have become dependent on the monthly injections of quantitative easing from the Federal Reserve. And it is for this reason that every Federal Open Market Committee meeting is now watched with bated breath by most traders. Just like the symptoms of withdrawal when such a drug is taken away, the potential for significant market volatility is profound. Given that these risks are so prevalent, there has never been a more crucial time to learn about the financial markets. Inflation Onslaught At the heart of the problem that financial markets face is a battle between stagnant economic growth and the coming onslaught of inflation, wrought on by years of easy money. Normally, this would not present too much of a problem since periods of economic stagnation can be reinvigorated by central bank intervention. However, to believe this is to forget that central banks have now used up all of their bullets. Indeed, central banks now sit on a mountain of debt with no alternative but to scale back or taper, as the Federal Reserve likes to call it. Language that has already caused significant turmoil in stock markets over recent months. With the prospect of future monetary unwinding, the already fragile growth picture seen in most developed nations has the potential to stall even further. Indeed, recessions typically occur every four to six years in developed countries, meaning we are now overdue. Financial deficits need austerity, not additional debt. Which is why when the next slowdown comes, as it surely will, the financial come-down is likely to be as severe, if not worse, than that of 2007 through 2008. Central banks cannot inject any more liquidity because the debt is too high, and they cannot cut interest rates because rates are already at zero. You can see now why the propping up of huge, failed institutions is rarely conducive to a smooth-running financial system. So, what will be the future of finance? And how will the next billionaire traders make their fortunes?
One answer lies in the new breed of technology. If history has taught us anything, it is that those who succeed are generally those who are able to embrace new frontiers. The New Frontiers It is true that the Internet has brought with it many advantages and benefits to traders. However, the world we live in is now faced with information overload and a rapidly changing business environment. For financial markets, this means new risks, long tail events and flash crashes, as well as new opportunities such as social trading and new analytics. You will find these subjects addressed later in the book. Traversing the new world with its gluttony of information requires ever more sophisticated tools to analyze data, discover new metrics, and respond to them in a timely manner.